with children's liturgy being on. There's not many young ones in our midst, but if there was, I'm sure they'd be familiar with those little vending machines at supermarkets. They're often about hip height and a little bubble and you put 20 or 40 cents in and you turn the knob and out pops a little sphere with a little toy or a little trinket. And I used to, I used to love those as a child. But if you're not familiar with that, I'm sure you're familiar with just your regular vending machine whereby say it's a soft drink vending machine, it's a hot summer's day, you're very thirsty, you look at the selection, you decide on a Coke Zero, you put your coins in, press the selection and out comes this icy can of Coke. And I mention that because I think at times we think of prayer a little bit like that, whereby we, we say our prayers, we, in a sense, we, we put in our prayer requests, we put in our prayer money, and we expect that out will pop whatever it is that we prayed for. In my regard, I'd like a nice new bike. Just pray for that new bike. That's not what prayer is. Far from it. And today's gospel gives us a little motif on prayer. It gives us a little essence of this prayer life of this amazing woman of faith. We don't know her name, but we do know that Jesus gave her a great affirmation. You have great faith, he said. And in the gospel, Jesus and his closest companions, they travelled up to Tyre and Sidon. And scholars tell us, well, after quite a busy few episodes of ministry, last week, of course, we heard the walking on the water. Week before that, we heard of the feeding of the 5,000 plus. So there's people just following the Lord because they, they see the signs, they see his healing ministry, the miracles he's performing, and Jesus decides to go and have a bit of R&R with his disciples. It doesn't quite work out like that. Just as they're seemingly settling in for a bit of a retreat time, they come across this Canaanite woman. Now, all non-Jews were Gentiles, so it was quite a contingent of people, but within the Gentiles, there was the Canaanites, and they had a pretty bad reputation, to say the least, and you can hear about that in many episodes in the Old Testament. So they had a pretty bad reputation. So you can almost see the apostles' faces when they hear and see this Canaanite woman. Almost, in my mind's eye, they're just shaking their heads. What now? 
And more than that, she's shouting. She's shouting. She gives Jesus this royal title, Son of David, and she explains that she wants healing for her daughter who's tormented by a devil. What's the Lord's response? What is Jesus' response? He answers her not a word. What's the disciples' response? Give her what she wants. Send her away. She's annoying us. She's bothering us. Send her away. The woman doesn't go. She's still there. But her disposition changes. She starts to plead. She pleads with the Lord. This elicits a response. I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, which is a bit of a codified response. Effectively, what the Lord is saying here is, I was sent for the Jews first. There's a natural order to salvation. The Lord is saying, as a Jew himself, and in Matthew's Gospel, which is the most Jewish of the Gospels, he's saying, there's an order. And the woman's, she doesn't walk away then. She doesn't give up. Her disposition changes again. She starts kneeling. Of course, the Gospels weren't written in English. This translation, which is the Jerusalem translation, which the Australian Catholic Bishops' Conferences has approved, this kneeling word, the Greek here can easily be translated into worshipped. Worshipped or kneeling. But that's not necessarily the main point but rather she's gone from shouting to pleading, to kneeling, worshipping. Jesus gives her a pretty cutting response and then she retorts again. Woman, and then the Lord says, woman, you have great faith, let your wish be granted. It's a beautiful affirmation. There's a lot in this for us, most especially our prayer life. Our prayer, prayer is not putting in prayer coins into the vendor. Sometimes, if you're anything like me at least, your prayer might start off with a bit of shouting, frustration, help me, what's going on in my life? I'm desperate. then it might naturally change through God's grace to pleading. My daughter's ill. Or whatever it might be in your life, in your prayer life. Then it might actually come to that beautiful moment of worship, of kneeling before the Lord in prayer. St. Therese of Lugier described prayer as a surging of the heart 
towards God, which I think is a beautiful image. It's a heart to heart with God. It's a heart to heart. That's what prayer is. Prayer is a dialogue. Certainly there's a dialogue going on here. Prayer is a relationship. It is being in God's presence. It's a heart to heart. Prayer does not change God. St Paul says Christ is the same today as he was yesterday, as he will be forever. Christ is the same always. Prayer changes us. Prayer fashions us, moulds us, forms us closer to resemble Christ. And this is certainly what is captured here in this beautiful episode in today's Gospel. What is most special and most significant about this Gospel is that through prayer our faith increases. And this is certainly evident in today's Gospel account. We pray that we too might hear these words from Jesus in our prayer. You have great faith. Let your wish be granted.